Welcome to Go Your Own Way, the podcast where we go places. Sometimes we go one way and then another way and then a third way until we end up back at the beginning or dead in a ditch. It's true. But no matter which way we go, it's always our way. That, I believe, is the point. Yes. Uh, I'm Jen, and with me tonight is Eric. Hi, everybody. Hi, guys. We miss (laughs) Peter. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Because Peter did all the intros, and when we do them, it's like, at least when I do it, it's like, ah, this is the most awkward thing ever. Yeah, it's super nerve-wracking to do, like, the intro and outro. I'm glad that Peter usually absorbs those duties. Mm Mm-hmm. He's just so good at it. He is. Lots of experience. Mm -hmm. So much experience. At least compared to me. Uh Uh-huh. Anyways, what are we reading today? So today, we are reading... Shortcuts by Snarky Sorbet. Ooh, that's a good name. Good job, Snarky Sorbet. Proud of you. That is pretty good. Yep. Okay, so our description is, you're late for dinner as your softer practice ran late. Your mother has made your absolute favorite dish for dinner, and you absolutely cannot miss it. You decide to take a shortcut home. Horror story for a writing 12 assignment. I don't even know what writing 12 means. Uh, I bet that's like a, a British thing or something. Oh, you're probably right. That does sound like a British thing. Right? Uh, be gentle. Mildly satirical in some parts. No big deal. Uh, the first three substantial choices in the game will lead to three different unique ends. There will be some options which will be up to chance, i.e. the choose carefully young lover of Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Mm. You know what I just realized? Couldn't be British. No? He said soccer. Oh, right. Yeah. He said soccer. Definitely not British. Huh. Well, all right, then. Well, all right, then. Yeah, I don't think there's any part of Britain where they say soccer. I think it's it's all football. I think it's all football. Or footy. Footy. (laughs) Footy. That's a type of pajama, not a sport. (laughs) To all our British listeners who just got offended, we're sorry. Kind of. Only kind (laughs) of. All right. Are we good to go? We are good to go. The frostbitten October wind tousles your hair and nips at your cheeks. Your soccer practice ended late today. The street lights have just come on and it's already well into dusk. You're worried that you will miss dinner. As today, your mother has made your absolute favorite, and you're determined to get more than your share of the sumptuous Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. You tighten your scarf around your neck and shove your hands deeper into the pockets of your hoodie. The sound of your footsteps on the concrete resound throughout the street. You're approaching the entrance to a small wooded park, which is a straight shoot to your home. Looking into the park, you consider whether you should cut through the woods or continue on the main road around the park. Hmm. I just had a... Sorry, my mind went on a super tangent. Yeah? I feel like 
I have to have more than one child, right? Bear with me. Okay. I feel like I have to have more than one child because I feel like the fight over Pillsbury Crescent rules builds character. And with only one kid, you don't have another kid to fight with. Right. You want to show them that they have to compete for resources early. Right. And there's nothing more precious than Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Dude. Those things are addicting. Oh my god, yeah. I used to love Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. I haven't had one in forever, but I bet I would be all like, oh, this isn't going to be as good as like a bakery crescent roll. And then I would have like eight of them. Right? (laughs) And like the things that you can do to them. Like my grandma makes like sprinkles cinnamon all over them. Oh. And it's like so good. Yeah, we used to use the dough to make um, little pigs in a blanket. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. I feel like the Pillsbury stuff, like, I mean, the biscuits are okay. The crescent rolls on their own are actually pretty dang delicious. But, like, taking their dough and using it for dough in other stuff is, oh, mm-hmm. like, that's the way to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. One of my little brothers entered a contest. Ooh. He made little taco dumplings out of biscuit. <gasps> really? Yeah. That sounds amazing. Like you put the beans and the cheese and the meat and everything like in the uh, like biscuit dough and then bake it. Mm-hmm. Oh, they were so good. We ate those like once a week for months. Oh, man. <laughs> I bet. And if you have recipes that you would like to share for your Pillsbury Crescent Rolls, please uh, message us on all the things. Yeah, absolutely do <laughs> I'm that. I'm trying to be Peter. <laughs> I think I failed. <laughs> You'll do better next time. <laughs> I'll I will do so much better next time. I I have to just keep practicing my Peter impression. Uh huh. Mm. Yep. Yep. Got to tighten it down. Got to tighten it down. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Back to the story. Right. I. I mean, it's called shortcut. It almost feels like a betrayal to not take the shortcut. Right. If we don't take the shortcut, the story probably just ends. Right. Yeah. You get home, you eat some crescent rolls, but you were late. So you only get one or something like that. Or you get none. Yeah, ugh. Heaven forbid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's totally take the shortcut. That's that's what you get for getting home late. No crescent rolls for you. <laughs> Peering into the woods, you decide that it isn't all that dark just yet, and that you can definitely make it home before it's too dark for you to see. You readjust your scarf further and set off in a brisk walk through the dark, wooded park. Your footsteps are barely audible, cushioned by the slightly damp, packed earth. Ignoring how darn right creepy... Down right, not darn right. Ugh. Hmm. (sighs) It's okay. (laughs) We are not his writing teacher. Uh, Good thing. He also used the wrong two. Oh, did he? I didn't even see totally and one generally sets off sets off on a brisk walk not in a brisk walk yeah that is also true i don't think it's possible to set off in 
a brisk walk. Yeah, I don't think so. No. No. <sighs> All right. Ignoring how darn right uh, creepy the sound of the wind through the bare branches is, you continue on through the wood, occasionally crunching through patches of dried leaves. You are nearly wrong. You're halfway through the park, and it's now very dark. The moon, your only source of light. Continuing down the path, you think you hear something in the forest behind you. We can turn around and investigate, quicken your pace, you are nearly home, or stop and listen further. Well, we all know that in horror movies, if you stop and investigate, you're dead. Yeah, that's true. Right? So we could just keep walking quickly? I'm down to make it a little race, sure. Yeah, let's race whatever is behind us. Yeah, and it says we're almost home. Mm-hmm. Crescent Roll City, That's here we come. right. Full of butter. The sudden noise in the darkness startles you. Your heart beats furiously and you begin to walk faster. The rustling in the brush continues, getting closer and closer with each and every step of yours. Your pace reaching that of a jog, your breath coming out in short puffs. You whip your head around in search of the noise, and as you do, your foot collides with and a large root. You hit the you hit the cold earth hard, an intense pain shooting up your leg. It's sprained. You usually sprain like your whole leg. Mm. It's a lot of work. I feel like mm-hmm. it usually takes more to branch for that. <laughs> Tears spring to your eyes at the sudden shock of pain. You gingerly feel at your ankle, trying your very best to hold in sobs as you touch a particularly tender spot. A loud crunch of twigs and leaves sounds directly in front of you. Dun dun dun! We look up, and... Your head snaps in the direction of the noise. You're breathing short and rasping. You call out who's there. You wait a moment, breathing erratically, eyes furiously scanning the tree line and bushes ahead of you. After a few minutes of near silence, you breath a shaky sigh of relief, turning your attention back to your throbbing foot. You let out a sniffle as you try to lift your aching limb, your attention now shifted away from the ominous noises in the forest to that of your foot. You don't realize that there is something approaching you from behind. Oh, we have one of these little ellipses, which I guess is Please let it be a puppy. Chance. Puppy! Please let it be a puppy. You were right to want to run away, but unfortunately, you tripped. And even more unfortunate for yourself, you threw caution to the wind as soon as you did so. Your decision to take this shortcut through the heavily wooded park wasn't a good one. You had been followed for quite some time now. While you have been sitting on the ground, fussing with your foot, your pursuer circles behind you through the woods. They step out of the woods and onto the path behind you. Unfortunately, you're too consumed with your sprained ankle to notice the large figure in a long coat approaching you from behind. The figure pulls out a rag and a bottle, pouring the contents of the bottle onto the rag. The figure is now only arm's length away from you. Turn around! <laughs> Bright eyes. <laughs> a chill run down your spine and goose pimples blossom on the flesh of your arms and legs. You turn around. Your eyes fall on the large figure of a man in the middle of the trail. Your blood runs cold and your heart rate skyrockets. You cannot see the man's face as he is silhouetted, silhouetted 
in the moonlight. You're scrambling in the opposite direction of the man. You try to get up and run, but you stumble, your injured ankle throbbing with pain. You recover. The adrenaline pumping through your veins pushes you forward, though you stumble again. This time, you're unable to get back onto your feet and are forced to crawl. As you crawl through the dirt and decaying leaves as fast as you can, your legs are suddenly pulled out from under you and you've fallen flat on the ground. Your aggressor has grabbed your leg and is pulling you through the dirt and grime towards them. We can fight back or play dead. Mm. This doesn't really seem like the ideal time to play dead. Probably not. Like, we were moving and trying to get away, like, he knows. He ago. knows we're still alive. Yeah. So we should not play dead. We should fight. Definitely. Okay. Glad we agree. Mm-hmm. Though the fact that our only choice this page is you black out does not bode well for us. Oh, no. <laughs> you thrash about and dig your heels into the ground, one hand trying to pull your scarf away from your neck and the other searching the ground around you for some sort of weapon as you're dragged off the path and into the woods. In your furious attempt to fight back against your aggressor, your hand brushes against a large stick. Your heart races as you try to grab the stick, your fingers wrapping around the stick. You glance up at your aggressor, and in a vain attempt at freeing yourself, you madly swing the stick at his legs and whatever else you can reach. Your stick doesn't do anything other than irritate the man. He pulls the stick out of your grasp and throws it away. He gives a particularly hard tug to your scarf, flinging you back further, and gives you a swift kick to the head. The combined pain and the lack of oxygen makes your head spin and your vision go dark. We black out. You black out. You lie on the cold, wet forest floor, unconscious and completely vulnerable. Your aggressor stands over you. The man had been waiting in the forest that night, waiting and watching. Nothing more, nothing less. Simply lurking. I feel like we're really hammering that home. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I I will say that even though we do kind of stop to make fun of it, this is actually reasonably well written for some of the stuff that we do. Anywho... He had not truly decided just yet whether or not he'd really kill anyone tonight. A couple joggers and an elderly couple had passed by before you, though they didn't catch his fancy like you did. Alone, quite possibly late for dinner, and careless in the dark wooded park, you were perfect. Hmm, he thought to himself, he probably wants some Pillsbury Crescent Rolls. Hmm... <laughs> When he had made an unintentionally loud noise, a, snipples, a simple snap of a branch underfoot, your panic and reckless abandoned excited the man, and he followed after you as you fled through the dark forest. It's too bad you so hysterical and ended up tripping in your mad dash to get away. Otherwise, it's quite likely that you would have gotten home, possibly even getting home before your rat of a brother Jimmy ate all the crescent rolls. The man would have been satisfied with the thrill of the chase and simply let you scurry on home. But seeing you lie there, a wounded doe, <laughs> well, he just couldn't help himself. He was never one to leave the wounded animal to suffer. He sighs and gently props you up against a tree. He delicately caresses your flushed cheek, admiring the how the moon. 
makes it look as though you're glowing. Your unconscious visage makes the man's heart tight with love and adoration. He slowly unwinds your scarf, revealing the beginnings of a large, angry red bruise encompassing the entirety of your neck. His fingers ghost across the mark and move on to removing the remainder of your clothing. That seems not great. The man pulls out a knife! Oh no. Yeah, not what you want to see. No. The man reaches into the breast pocket of his coat, producing a large hunting knife, admiring the sheen of the moon reflecting off the sterile metal. He places it adoringly to your side. He takes a small bottle of chloroform out from his pocket alongside a rag. While he goes about unscrewing the cap of the bottle, cap off the bottle, and pouring the faintly sweet-smelling translucent liquid onto the rag, you are nearly consciousness. Nearing, nearing consciousness. Sorry. <laughs> that actually makes more sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes, it does. All right. So we have the first ellipse to choose or the second ellipse to choose. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I don't. Right. Which ellipse is the correct ellipse to? I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Deal with a chloroform rag. I don't know. Do we go with one or do we go with two? I'm inclined towards two. I I am also inclined towards two. All right. Let because us... two. There you go. Let us incline. All right. Your head spins and you are vaguely aware of the damp earth beneath you. Chilled to the bone, you force your heavy eyelids open. Your vision is blurred and you can't see very well in the dim light, but the silhouette of a man in front of you jolts you awake, your eyes going wide. Your heartbeat picks up and you scan the ground surrounding you furiously. A glint to your right alerts you to the presence of a knife. Left thoughtlessly on the ground. Oh, nice. <gasps> You lunge for it, and as you do, your assailant is alerted to your being awake and lurches into action, dropping the bottle and rag. Your fingers wrap around the cool leather of the knife's handle just as the man makes a grab for your leg. You whirl on him, swinging the knife wildly. Oh, we might have a chance. Right? Okay. Oh, we might have a chance. We're back to first ellipse or second ellipse. Oh, second. All right. So we're, we're on a good track record with second, so I think we got to go with second. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Come on, ellipses. You manage to land a deep slash across your assailant's face. He lets out an enraged howl, and his hands fly up to the gash, gushing blood on his face. Stunned for only a moment, you take your chance to run as your assailant bemoans his injury. You take off as fast as you can out of the wooded park. Adrenaline dully, dulling, oh my god, damn it. Adrenaline dulling the pain in your ankle. You burst out of the woods back onto the path and continue your mad dash out of the park. The exit of the park is just in sight as you hear the enraged yell of your aggressor. Your heart beats in a breakneck speed at a break, no it is and a breakneck speed, okay. Your breath coming out in short, ragged puffs. You make it out of the park and make continue home as fast as you can. You, <laughs> you make it home and tell your mother what happened. The police patrol your neighborhood and the park for weeks. 
A police sketch of your assailant's face plastered on every news news station on TV. Not the old stations. Just the new ones. Mm. A few weeks have passed without any sightings of the man. The police's patrolling and vigilance lulls you into a sense of safety. Unbeknownst to you, he is waiting and watching, patiently waiting for the day he may taste your flesh. Oh, God. <laughs> we lived, at least. Though no mention of how many crescent rolls we were able to claim for ourselves. Mm. Which I feel is kind of a big oversight. Like, that was a central plot point. So, uh... Go back to the beginning? I... I guess, because we finished that rather quickly. Yeah, I feel like we can do one more run-through. Yeah. Yeah. And apparently these little ellipses are random. Oh. Is I think what the story description was saying. Like, I didn't I didn't understand what it meant. I think it's trying to do that, but I also think that because, like, we both got, like, the same thing. Oh, they're not actually random. It's I don't just... think they're actually random. It's just they don't get they don't show you in the ellipses what you're going to do. So. Mm hmm. No, that makes sense. Right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Back to the beginning. Oh, restart, not go back. What am I doing? I kind of want to test your theory if go home as usual just ends the game before we try the shortcut again. I'm almost certain it's gonna. It does! You were correct. Hmm. That's funny. You peer into the woods. It has gotten considerably dark and there aren't any lamps in the park. Seems like an oversight on the part of the park people. Deciding that you'd rather not risk tripping on some unknown debris in the dark and possibly injuring your leg, you go the long way home. It's cold and takes you a significantly longer time to get home. Though you do make it home, although you are unable to eat any of your beloved Pillsbury Crescent Rolls as your petulant rat of a sibling Jimmy ate them all. That jerk face. Right? Damn. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we take the shortcut home. We're nearly halfway through the park. The moon is our only source of light. And we think we hear something in the forest behind us. Mm. What do we so... try? Hmm. Well, we ran off last time. So maybe we should investigate. I am 100% down with investigating. Okay. Alright. Let's do it. Perplexed, perplexed and slightly unnerved by the sudden noise in the woods behind you, you turn around and scan the tree line behind you. Seeing nothing out of the ordinary, you begin to turn back around and carry on your way. When you once again hear a noise and catch a glimpse of movement in your peripheral vision, you whirl around in search of whatever you saw moving. Adrenaline pumping, you venture off the path and into the forest, eyes wildly searching for a whatever it is making noises. You remember seeing posters for lost dogs on your way home with large rewards for their safe return. Naively thinking that whatever it is you heard in the brush is a lost puppy dog, you wander aimlessly in the thick brush, weaving around trees and thick bushes. The adrenaline running through your veins makes your heart beat wildly and any sense of danger fly out the window. Oh no. 
I don't I don't think that's what adrenaline is for. I don't think adrenaline I, is for it might be a puppy. I hope it's a puppy. It'd be nice. Yeah. I would well, like please that. Please let it be a puppy. Spot a clue. If it's a dog, we might clue a spot. Oh. Ha. Sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. If you'd like to you're, berate me. You're <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> I'm not. We both know you are not sorry about that. All right. Your eyes strain to see in the dark wood, scanning for any sort of hint that you may be on the right track. When you spot a clump of fur behind a bush just in front of you. Success, you think. Big money, here I come. You tromp over to the supposed dog with boundless abandon. Glee over your imminent payday. Pushing any sense of caution, your money-hungry mind possessed in the trash. Closing in on the dog, you begin to smell something absolutely putrid. The dog is hiding behind a bush. What a rascal. Oh no, it's putrid smelling? It's gonna be gross. Oh no. It's probably a puppy rolling around in someone's, like, chest cavity. Oh no. Move aside the bush! Not thinking too deeply about the rancid smell, you push the bush away from over from over top of the dog. Upon removing the bush from obstructing your view on the dog, you realize the source of the rotting smell. The dog you had been searching for was nothing more than a ravaged corpse of a dog, a gutted, lifeless carcass of what had most likely been a well-loved pet. Ah, that's sad. <laughs> oh, God. Horrified, you stumble backwards, falling back on your buttocks. That's not how you spell buttocks. <laughs> no, it's not. It's like a weird combination of buttocks and Botox. <laughs> Landing on something with a wet squelch, you look down only to realize you have fallen on another rotting, mangled dog corpse. You let out a strangled scream and hurriedly wiped off the fetid blood and guts off your hands on and onto the dirt, away from the corpses. You get up and turn to make a run back to the path when you stop dead in your tracks. It's a corpse garden. Oh. Gross. So gross. Just ahead of you, something stares at you through the trees. Its eyes glow eerily in the dark forest. Scared stiff, you stare back at the creature, watching as a long tongue slipped from its large tooth maw and licking its jowls. It takes a single heavy step towards you, and you snap out of your daze and take off in a sprint, farther into the forest as the beast is blocking your way back onto the path. For a moment, you can't hear anything aside from your ragged breaths and light footsteps against the damp earth until all of a sudden you can hear the rapid, heavy footsteps of the creature finally pursuing its prey. We can glance over our shoulder or keep running. Keep running? Yeah. Never mm -hmm. look back. Yeah, I, like, I mean, I guess it's probably kind of an unconscious impulse, like you just want to look back, but if you can hear a thing chasing you... And you have no other strat. Like, just keep moving as fast as yeah. possible. Like, keep go, go. Mm-hmm. All right. We keep running. The hair on the back of your neck raising and a chill. Why is it that down this path, the, like, verb tense is totally fucked? <laughs> 
<laughs> like the other path. <laughs> Maybe this section didn't get edited. Maybe. Or proofread. <laughs> I just feel like the other one didn't have that problem, and this one is just like, what the fuck? Yeah. All right. Chill running down your spine. You put your head down and force yourself to run as fast as you can. You can hear the beast's swift approach. You can practically feel the hunger and malicious intent pouring off the creature as it pursues you. You are suddenly thrown against the ground as the creature makes contact with you, its jaw sinking deep into your shoulder before tearing and shaking its large head in a vicious attempt at eating you alive, much like it would a crescent roll. Mm-hmm. You scream as you hit the ground, blood pouring out of your gaping wound as the beast goes to take another bite, mercifully taking your neck in its huge maw and biting down hard. Your vision blurs and the pain simply stops. You have died and the creature consumes you entirely. Natural selection at its finest, really. Okay, then. All right. Big ol' fuck bear. Yeah, we got eaten by a beast. Indeed. I bet he's got claws. <laughs> Razor sharp ones. Yes. All the better to tear you apart. <laughs> I mean, shit. <laughs> not oh, bad. Man. It's not bad. Short little thing. Yeah. But not bad. I mean, it's not baby eating, but it's not bad. <laughs> Right, we're not eating babies while fucking our sister or anything. <laughs> <laughs> no, indeed, we are not. Uh -huh. Thankfully. You gotta pay attention to those rancid smells, man. Dude, yeah, if you're walking through the woods and you smell something rancid, you go back the way you came. You do not go that way, because you just know that, that bad stuff happened. Yeah. And if it's still rotting, that means the corpse is still around, and whatever killed it is probably going to come back. Yep. You're either about to get attacked, or you're about to be the jogger at the beginning of an episode of CSI. Yeah. You don't want to be that guy. <laughs> Discovered by runners. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Happened again. And that's one of those ones where, like, it's not even a, like, it's not like it's a convenient Hollywood yeah. trope. It happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, don't go running. You probably find a corpse. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be bad. Full mm -hmm. of corpses. So many corpses. <laughs> all right. Woods full of corpses. Woods all full of corpses. Well, all those dying birds have to die somewhere, right? You don't see them all dead in the road, so they must all die in the woods. That makes sense. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, once you get a certain number of bird corpses, even little yeah. ones in a woods, it just smells awful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nothing you can do. <laughs> Nothing you can do. You just got to rake up bird corpses. Yeah. You got to take a week and rake up all the bird corpses. Yeah, otherwise the smell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, and then those feathers turn into filling for your pillow. This is true. That yeah, is a lot very of, true. 
lot of people don't know that. No. No, they do not. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they call it down. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you like to spend your weekends raking up bird corpses, leave us a comment on our Facebook. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> or you can tweet us your dead bird stories on our Twitter at oh my gosh, I can't I can't <laughs> uh, at go your own way pod <laughs> you can also find us on the Patreon yes I think uh, we're G-Y-O-W podcast I believe that is right or if not, just keep looking for Go Your Own Way podcast. I am sure we will. C- I'm sure you can find us. Yeah. Yeah. We're not we're not that difficult to find. I we're mean, just a little low in the rankings because we don't have any patrons. Patrons. <laughs> because we do this for free. That's right. We just do it for fun. And for you listeners. And for you and for you. I mean, and us, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and for us. Yes. All right. All right. Well, bye. Bye.